Did you just notice I, while you were talking, I was peeing? Yeah, I can smell it. What? You can smell my piss? I can smell your urine. Oh my God, I apologize. I am sorry <laughs> for that. Thank you for, you're being all professional. You kept it going, you're rolling. Oh yeah, and, uh, I'm gonna just announce that you're peeing, but I guess you just did. You could have called me out. I could have done that. <laughs> Social Butterfly Podcast. We are here to inspire dreams and help you spread your wings to fly. Baby girl, it's okay to be shy. But now it's time to kiss fear goodbye. And we are back. And we are back. We got Freddie Correa from Thanks for the Invite Podcast and Lizzie Correa from Antisocial Butterfly. Podcast. Korea. That is me. Hello, everyone. And I am Korea. Hello. Korea and Korea. Korea and Korea in the carro with Cutie. Yes. And this is part two of our road trip. In the last episode, we talked about our Disney trip, family reunion. We did a little bit of trivia, movie trivia. Trivia. La Bamba. Talked about our five top movies that we could rewatch over and over. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit of the trip as well and a little bit of a Skankfest recap. How about that, huh? How about that, huh? Well, in that case, huh, I'm going to take out my pictures, huh, because I like, uh, you know, ask you some questions about, you know, some people you saw, huh? Oh, about Skankfest? Yeah, huh? Okay. Let me start with the Airbnb. We just got done. We did some cleanup. We had a, a really good location for Airbnb. Great location, really close to Disneyland. 10 minutes away from Disneyland. It was amazing. You you, you did a great job finding this place. Thanks, babe. I really uh, like to search for Airbnbs when we go on, va- on vacation. I like to find, like the searching part is actually kind of fun for me. You like finding doing that? deals. Yeah, finding deals has always been something I love to do when it comes to any kind of purchase or shopping. Yeah. So finding places of where to stay because they offer so many cool places nowadays. Like the Airbnbs, they have, people have really dedicated their jobs to this. Like sometimes this is like their only income. And so meaning not everyone, as we'll maybe talk about, but a lot of Airbnbs that we've stayed at they're really nice like the deck like the you know the interior design what they provide so this airbnb was great of course um because of the location but there was some things that you mentioned to me yeah that possibly you you know were would have preferred they did things differently you didn't like but the location was great that we can talk about is a positive the parking garage that they offer was in a secured spot. The location was great, just overall. It was in a nice neighborhood because sometimes you can have a great Airbnb, but the area around you is is not the greatest. Did you but, just notice I, while you were talking, I was peeing? Yeah, I can smell it. What? You can smell my piss? I can smell your urine. Oh my God, I apologize. I am sorry <laughs> for that. Thank you for, you're being all professional. You kept it going, you're rolling. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I'm just announce that you're peeing, but I guess you just did. You could have called me out. Yeah, but, you know. For all you amateurs, 
Stop peeing in cups and go to Amazon. <laughs> oh, babe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> go to Amazon and get yourself two bottles. Oh, my goodness. I'll put the link in the comments. Hey, we should put that in our um, Amazon storefront. I know. Okay. so I'm going to put that link. So I forgot. We should plug in our Amazon storefront. So, so go to the link in the comments go for the our Amazon. Oh, yeah, in the description. <laughs> in the comments. <laughs> I'll leave it in, in the, the comments, comments too. <laughs> um, and and leave uh oh no i mean go to the link it's gonna be our storefront and if you order that we'll get some money back it's uh it's a medical pee bottle it's great don't be disgusting always rinse it out with water and soap and one of the things i like to do is actually <laughs> oh this should be a short video <laughs> that you should do i like to put in uh I, I like to leave it after i rinse it i leave it with soap and water so if it gets hot in the car or whatever it's gonna it's still gonna be soapy and it's gonna clean itself so don't be don't be a disgusting garbage person and then it, your car is gonna smell like piss i've done that before it's not cool so anyway back to the podcast okay well it also serves the purpose of road tripping right that we were doing or if you work uh on the field i mean in a work truck like yourself yeah, there's how many times have you you know you you know you're on the road and people are like oh i pee in a gatorade bottle it's like that's disgusting i mean well first of all if you could put your wiener in a gatorade bottle good for you i'm not trying to boast i'm just i just don't i can't do that and then i'm gonna piss all over my hands and it's it doesn't work out i need to use a medical bottle or a cup so how did you find this to begin with? I think my... Well, I've always talked about on the podcast how I piss in cups. Right. And one of my friends... Yeah, it was a friend. His name's Sean. He said he had a medical bottle for me one time. We just never met... We never linked up in Vegas. He said he had one he for had you? One. He had he, an extra one or one that yeah, he never uses anymore? Yeah, he got it from his wife's job. I guess it's a medical... Oh. So he sparked that idea and I just went on Amazon and found this one. It's like two of them for like 13 bucks or something. There you guys go. I, I sent some to Sammy when he had surgery because it was very painful for him to get up and go to the bathroom. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So these are great. They're awesome if you're going camping and and all that good stuff. <laughs> it's good. It's very convenient. I can't convenient. believe you showed it. But there you guys go. They are, they, are, they are real. They are beneficial. So They have some for women, I'm sure. Uh, what? <laughs> or I think they have I a special... I don't understand how. I think they actually... It's it's an adapter where you actually put it against your body and it be, it's kind of like a... It, it forms like a penis so then you could pee in the bottle. No. It, yeah, it's a whole adapter thing. Yeah. Okay. Don't get me that for Christmas. No? No. Okay. What? You were going to think about it get, get it for I, me? You could give it to a friend. I don't know. No. No, thank you. Yeah, it, it's one of those things that it, it's kind of, it forms, it, it attaches to your uh, private part. And oh, then, no, really? And then it, it has like a little <laughs> straw thing, like a little wiener, and you could put that in a bottle, and you could start peeing in a bottle like a man. I just don't, well, for a woman, I just don't understand how it would attach to your pee pee, your pee It's hole. like a cup, like a suction cup looking mm. thing. And then you piss in it, hmm. and then it goes through a pipe, which then you could point it towards a bottle interesting yeah that's convenient i'm okay with holding my pee <laughs> i'm okay with that 
<laughs> or going to the bathroom in a gas that's, station that's, or mother nature in the wilderness that's one of the things that like i'm very like you know we don't choose what body parts we're gonna come into the earth regardless of what gender you feel you are right but you come into this world with the body parts you're given right and i'm very fortunate i like having male organs <laughs> because the convenience of peeing while i'm recording a podcast driving 60 70 miles an hour wow look at you multitasking driving peeing recording a podcast very safe i'm hands-free yes i'm doing a a lapel microphone safety first safety first can you hear me good yes nice but this airbnb now let's get down to business okay this airbnb was convenient it was six minutes away from a outlet mall they used to be called the block very popular they have great restaurants dave and busters they have an amc theater it's a nice spot the location was great a plus for location location. yes i would say cleanliness yeah it was pretty clean cleanliness yeah i would say however here's what i kind of told you or alluded to it didn't seem like you know how sometimes an airbnb it could be one person that takes care of their airbnb and they they pimp the hell out of it they make sure that everything's in there kind of like i'll give you an example like when you get into an uber and they give you mints oh yeah like one of those luxurious cars where and they give you water here you want some water sir that kind of thing yeah this place they did have the works they had a a k-cup machine which was cool and usually when you get k-cups it's from the people that left it you know you know if there's any condiments hot sauces it's it's usually hot teas it's somebody that was staying there before and they leave it for the next person yeah which is always nice which is always nice we got two k-cups out of this one it was cool but as far as the things that the what would you call that person the provider oh uh, the host the host as far as the things that they provided it was like two rolls of toilet paper, one roll, uh, half roll of uh, paper towels. There was like, I get it, Airbnb, the whole point is that you're gonna buy certain things, you have your own kitchen to cook, but at least you gotta have the basics, like soap, detergent, right? Right, yeah. Like, uh, just like a hotel, what they would provide. They provide the, the basics. The basics, yeah. And, and trash they didn't bags. Provide, like uh, the, that. But as far as soap, they I, didn't I, have I brought that. my own. Yeah. I, thankfully, I brought my own body soap. They did have uh, towels, I guess. One of those which for men, good. which I'd never like to use, where it's. It, you can body use wash. It for whole, your whole body. It's like soap. And which is something probably they left behind somebody. Somebody probably left it, yeah which is fine this person the host it seems like they host multiple airbnbs they do and it doesn't seem like they really run they don't yeah they don't or i think if they treat this one like this it's probably all of them Mm -hmm. the the dining table 
I guess I'm nitpicking, but you could I did a video of the Airbnb, so I'll, oh, you did? I'll show it. Maybe oh, I can oh, show cool. it as we're talking or before. But so, I'll, I'll before I forget, I wanted to show the Airbnb. You're going to Disneyland tomorrow. Right when you walk in, you have the kitchen right here, living room. The TV could need an upgrading table cute sunflower decoration outside here i don't want to go outside right now because i'm by myself but it's a little patio not the greatest view there but you guys get the gist here is the first room cutie be good it has two beds that's for my niece there's two beds, has its own bathroom, and then can closet. Kitty, let's go. Kitty, good girl. Good girl, Kitty. What do you want to show them next? The bathroom? You want to show them the bathroom? Okay, so Kitty wants to show you guys the bathroom. Yep. Oh, that's, yes. Good girl, Kitty. That's the bathtub. Toilet. And then here is our room. We are unpacking. And the walk-in closet. Cutie. Cutie, cutie, cutie. The table is a big square table. And you can't even sit on two, you can only sit on, on two sides of it because the other side you can't put your legs in. It's, you have to eat with your legs spread and it's open. It's a big table, which would you big would table. think you could use all four sides. I was it. spread eagle trying to eat on one side of the table because I couldn't put my legs in there. And it, the couch was like falling inward. It was like a bunch of furniture they probably got from a Goodwill. And talk about the TV. The most basic of all the uh, furniture you could get, probably the kind where you get like, oh, somebody puts it in the street and you pick it up. Yeah. I was afraid to open, you know, lift up the sheets, and there's probably stains on the mattress. And you could expect that. Again, you get what you pay for, but you would expect at least something higher than a motel. Uh, the blinds were all broken. I tried to open the blinds, and three of them fell out. I'm like, what the fuck? It felt like, it literally felt like I was like, like the apartments we stayed in were super nice but the inside of this airbnb was just kind of trashy it was clean but just trashy the tv one little tv with a broken remote it's probably one of the worst airbnbs we stayed in i believe when it comes to those things as and when you compare it to where we've stayed before and what amenities they provided yes if this was our first airbnb experience i could leaves i could imagine us saying oh yeah it was all right yeah but because we've experienced what it is to have I mean, excellent like accommodations and amenities the and, two airbnbs and we stayed in, in in mexico city were freaking amazing yes and if you're ever hosting or want to host your, your own airbnb can i just say save some money and invest in putting tvs in in every room or at least two TVs or, or something. at least one TV in one room. Come on now. Be considerate that, like, if, like, for example, we went with your family, which was great, but then we want to watch something else in the bedroom, we can because we're watching cartoons. Right. You know? Yeah. And we're listening to Baby Shark. 
That's so cute, my little niece. Baby, sha 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 sha. Baby, sha sha sha. And it's like, don't put us through that. You know, be the host and be considerate that there's people there. If, if you're saying your household could be for five people or six people, give us another TV. Right. Yeah, the TV, just one TV for all that. That that doesn't make sense. And all we use it for is YouTube anyway. Right. Yeah. So great internet thank you for the internet it, there was a lot of goods for it i guess i'm just nitpicking all the other stuff but it's 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 it was kind of like pretty low when it came to the furniture it was like really bad right uncomfortable sit on agree. the couch i would agree with you there this place that we found because of the time that we had to book it we had limited options to choose yeah uh, with you know with what we wanted to pay for it um also so we were i'm i'm serious we only only had probably like two to three options yeah to I, choose from that's unless what we it comes to down go, to unless we wanted to go further yeah. away i think it was just a matter of when we booked it yeah it, that's what happens because the short we notice just, we just planned it in, in one a month before remember right it was like th three or four weeks before we're st we started planning it, but the Airbnb itself, I think we got it, like, within three weeks or something. Right. No, I'm just saying, like, I think we would have had more options. Right. As yeah. If we would have maybe booked it in... More in advance. August or September. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, and I think that is a huge factor because, again, it was very convenient, but, yeah, this Airbnb, it was probably one of the worst we've stayed in before. But it was it was doable. It was cool. At least we had, you know, uh, they provided pans. Right, the pans. Stuff to cook. Yeah, stuff to cook. Yeah. And like I said, I felt safe there, so I guess. Yeah. It was safe. All of that aside. Yeah, it, the parking. They made it. Okay, let's give some of the pluses. Well, I already gave that in the beginning, but. But well, there's more though. I mean. The way they made it easy to navigate with a YouTube video, they send you a link. That's pretty cool, yeah. They, they send, send you a video you. because it could be confusing to figure out where you're going to park, where mm -hmm. you're going to stay. And they did a walkthrough video, which was great. That's cool. It's, I, I, I just think they really need to focus a little bit more on on some of the details. Like yes. one of the walk-in closets, had it was like their storage. They had a bunch of crap in there. Yeah, they had like a mattress that they're not even using. They had a... a uh, monitor they had they just had a bunch of crap and it was like uh what the hell so it was cool it it, it almost reminded me of like a, a hostel if you were to stay with a bunch of friends i'm exaggerating of course but like if if you were just a bunch of dudes hanging out i think this would be great but with you're with women uh people trying to be a little bit more comfortable it's not the best yeah, and I would always, of course, always do your research. This is one, honestly, if I, because of the limited options we had, mm -hmm. I would have booked a different one, to be honest with you. Yeah. But this was really the best option we could have. So always do your research, whether you're booking it through Airbnb or Verbo, look at the reviews, read it. When I read it, it didn't seem like too bad other than, you know, like, no, there was no other. There, it, it just all read, you know, good and positive. So I, mm -hmm. I went with with that. But you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, this one seems like those Airbnbs were 
they give Air, like Airbnb is a bad name where they'll rent and then the people that live there hate it because the people they rent it to they cause you know too much noise or who knows I mean broken blinds why is there so many broken blinds it's like like people were partying in there like crazy it's it crazy because they are really strict on the partying thing yeah. and their thing so I don't know remember the Airbnb we did in Houston they told you after 10 p.m. You got to keep it down. They even had these little sensors that if you make too much noise. They had sensors? Yeah, they had sensors outside as well. Like you weren't outside allowed in a, uh, you weren't allowed in a pool area after 10 p.m. or something. Yeah, there was a bunch of strict rules, which was cool. I don't remember the sensor noises. Yeah, there were some outside. There were these sensors and they had a camera also on the balcony. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they probably had cameras inside. Who knows? You never know. But there's Airbnbs where they provide you with information on what to do in the city too. So they really, you really feel welcome. You feel like a place, like in Mexico City, they give you information on the subway system and in New York City, the same thing. Yeah, like where to eat, like a suggestion, suggestions. where to go, where to eat, yeah. what's around the area. But anyway, I don't, you know, I don't wanna linger on this too much, but it was fun. It was still good. Again, it was convenient. I, I remember the first night I drove to Target to go get some stuff. Um, and on the way there, I discovered an Indian restaurant that was, we ended up trying it out. It was amazing. Really good Indian food. I went in there and I just wanted to get a menu. And they're like, do you want to try some? I'm like, oh, it was like an express place kind of. They give you a little, a sample of, yeah. of both, right? Of yeah, both. they let me try They told me to try more and I'm like, oh, these are good. I tried chicken tikka masala. And then this blackened chicken, I've never tried that one before. That place was so good. And then another spot called Angelo's, mm, the burger. Birds, yeah, those fries. The fries, the onion rings, had a steak sandwich. There were some good spots. When, when we go out traveling, we always want to try what they have in their city. Yeah, what do the locals eat there? We have some friends that they're, you know, no offense, but they'll be like, oh, let's hit up McDonald's. Let's hit up Carl's Jr. And no, you want to try the the stuff that you don't have in your city. Right? I do. You always want to try something that is not something you could just get around the corner from your house. But do you think that's because we're foodies and some people, they don't care and they rather... For convenience sake don't want to even like spend that time well Searching. if they don't care they, they they would just try whatever then i think i think here's what it comes down to mm. yeah it might be for convenience you're right on that and it's not that they don't care it's more like they're afraid of trying something new or doing the research and they're very basic they're like let's just stick with something very basic or maybe they're very picky and they don't want to try something new yeah exactly yeah that, that could so be that it. that could too. ruin the trip for them because they didn't... Uh, for some people, if they uh, eat something Having that a they bad meal like, could ruin the whole trip? I don't think so. Um. Well, how about if it's something that people are sensitive sick. about? Yeah, like maybe they, they don't want to try certain places because... Okay, but like... Now we're like secluding specifically okay. to like a, a, a group of people. L- like but. when we went to Mexico City, our friend was like... Uh, well, let's get some Carl Jr. I'm like, no, we're in Mexico City. We're going to get something from Mexico City, right? Right. We want to try something different. Uh, 
you could do your research. We all, again, just like on the last episode, we talked about all the research you did for Disneyland and it made it so much easier. All it takes is going on Yelp and finding some places around you and be like, oh, let's try this place. Oh, let's try that place. Check out the reviews. I think with the, like the, the Disneyland thing with the Genie Plus, people just don't want to or don't know. They don't know. I think that's what it is. It, it, I, that's probably something very true right there. Not knowing and not willing to explore and think outside of your circle, outside of the box. Do you remember one time we went to visit a friend in another city and we went to Chili's? They took us to Chili's. I'm like, I don't want to go to Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was, wasn't it Red Robin? Our Red Robin. I was like, I don't want to go to Red Robin in another city. I have Red Robin in Reno. Yeah. Take me to um, Purple Robin. Give me, give me something local. Give me, give me something dirty. Give me something greasy. Well, I guess when people say, when we talk about like doing activities or excursions, our excursion for us is trying, trying different foods from yeah, different Yeah, but it doesn't take a lot of effort. Maybe for some, maybe may. Maybe I want to have a bad experience. Maybe I want to talk about it on a podcast and have a bad experience <laughs> so I can have some content. <laughs> well... We didn't have any bad experience on this trip, did no, we? No, it was all everything, good. I think everything we had, even at Disneyland. It was great. The restaurants that we tried. We tried this really good uh, taco place that was recommended. Uh, your friend, our friend Lolises. Oh, yeah, Tacos El Cholo. Yeah, Tacos El Cholo. I think the only bad experience I had was when we went to AMC Theaters. And the, the oh. lady in the front told me to finish my drink and I got a brain freeze. That was the only bad experience I had. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and that's that's how that's such such a good trip that we had is that you know, we did our tradition to go speaking of being basic, we we love to go watch a movie in another place. I know like we, people could say, Who goes to the movies yeah. to yeah. <laughs> you go to the movies anywhere in your home in your home city. Yeah, well because here's the thing though. Going to watch a movie, you could do it anywhere, right? But to experience a theater, I think to me, to get to know a new movie theater, it's always an adventure for me because it's not the same as a Red Robin is a duplicate of another Red Robin. If you go to another theater, you're going to see different things, different, there's history behind it. I don't know. I, I'm a, such a big fan of theaters. Yeah, we're just movie nerds. We love We love movies. We love theaters. And I like the adventure of sneaking in alcohol into places <laughs> so like this place we went to this movie theater we went to watch the movie uh the menu oh the they, menu they oh yeah we'll definitely talk about that but uh i, I went and bought uh a beer up front because then i like to refill the same cup with the beer i snuck in yeah which so, is smart there's a hack there for you guys yeah yeah and you're trying to support them too you don't want to just be a you know unless you don't have money and you just want to drink out of a can that's and then they catch you that might be a way to get caught so well yeah your your way how you do it is smart because you're supporting like you said and then you then with your drink that you brought from home yeah you just put it in there so they don't question you yeah they won't question you they're not checking your bags really and i noticed i did notice this movie theater they had several security guards with guns yeah that bulletproof vests that was pretty cool that was something nice to see 
again, from going to different movie theaters, you don't see that in different places, like other places. In Vegas, for sure, you don't see yeah, that. Yeah, I've never seen it. And that's pretty cool. Kind of like if somebody was to try to get crazy and do something, they're right there, ready to go. Well, and nowadays, you know, shootings have happened in there. And yeah. Cops. Yeah. I mean, really should be anywhere, I feel like, publicly. They like, really they should. Have, they have police. Well, I don't know if they have police, but is it security they have in malls? I don't know. I thought they maybe had a police officer. Maybe, maybe they don't. Maybe it's it's, it's just security that I, I see in, in malls. That's another place Yeah, that but they in malls, cops. sometimes those security guards are just observing report. They don't actually have weapons on them. Right, but that, that don't, you, don't you think that's another place a cop should be? It's a public, big place. Yeah. And well, in Vegas, there's a security, uh, there's a cop security with a gun in every uh, city bus. Did you know that? Oh, city bus? There's always, there's a driver, and then there's a cop security on the bus. Because Vegas have, they've gone crazy. You know, the people that get on the bus, some of the places, parts of town. Yeah, there's been instances where the cop has had to shoot somebody. Now, you know in that scene, Bridesmaids, where the lady thinks this guy is an air, mar- air marshal? Oh, right. So, I just thought of this now. So, are, are air marshals always on board on every flight? Like, a kind of like a cop in case something crazy goes down or no? Definitely not in Southwest. I don't think so. Mm. Maybe. They should. I think it's random now. At one point, it was mandatory, right? Or not mandatory, know. but they, they did have one on... I want to say at least most planes. Yeah, that that I don't know. But that's... Now that I think about it... I don't it, think so because... How many times... How many airplane uh, videos have you seen where there's somebody getting taken out? The air marshal... There was oh, no air marshal. Yeah, you're right. If there was an air marshal, he would have probably put somebody in a Camaro or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And usually... It's the flight attendant that has... They have to wait for the cops to show up. To kick someone off of a plane. When there's a fight... Especially when there was the whole mask thing, people not wanting to wear a mask on a plane. So many situations with that. Yeah. Cutie right here is trying to readjust herself, so I was just getting her comfortable over here. So many different um, outrages and fights broke out in airplanes. Even Mike Tyson beat up somebody. Yeah, that I think what I asked just answers my question from what you, the stories you said. Yeah, you're right. Um, Air Marshal would have just stopped that or put it to rest. But back to a movie theater. So we went to buy a beer, and we made our way to the room we were going to be in, theater five. 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 Right so when I'm we sat down, room. I noticed these two ladies, probably in their fifties or sixties. Older ladies, um, just giggling and everything, and that's one of the things. Is as soon as I sit down, if you're making noise during the trailer, chances are you you're might gonna, you're going to ruin the movie. <laughs> yeah, you might quiet down, but most of the time, if you're misbehaving in the beginning, it's going to happen throughout the rest of the movie. Usually, yeah, yeah. It's goes. And nowadays, you pick your seats. This is one of those theaters where you pick your seats. It's assigned seating. So we're kind of weary of moving seats and then somebody coming up to us and saying, hey, you're in my seats. So before that even happened, we're, 
I was already thinking, man, these ladies are going to be annoying. I, I put my beer down. Somehow my beer, the bottom of the cup got caught in my sweater. I think you laid your beer on your yes on your sweater and yes then when you pulled, in the cup holder cup holder the cup holder yes yeah, and then when you pulled your sweater to obviously sit yep. down it's obviously take, the cup was on I'm top taking, of it yeah. so you're taking the beer with it I'm taking off my sweater and all of a sudden you I didn't even notice you're like Damn. all of a sudden I feel a rush of cold hitting my ass <laughs> like wet cold I'm like oh. Like, what is this? I'm like, oh, my whole beer, it just spilled everywhere. I mean, imagine your, my seat was wet. Your seat was soaking probably. I couldn't sit back down. Yours was where where it hit Mm -mm. first. I could not sit back down. Yeah. So we had to move seats. We had to move. So I'm sitting on the edge of the seat because the whole back of it is super wet. And these ladies are in the back yapping. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. This is such a horrible situation. Most of the theater was full. But I pointed at some seats. And I'm going to teach everybody a life lesson. Not a life lesson. A life hack. Life, another life hack for here's you. A, here's a life hack. And it's not the first time I've activated this. You got to activate this in situations like this. If you ever have to switch seats in a movie theater after you're already bought your assigned seats this is the life hack i'm about to teach you and i learned it by accident so here's what you do go to fandango step one step one (laughs) on your phone turn your brightness all the way down don't be one of those (laughs) don't be a douchebag very important step with your bright uh, screen annoying everybody. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Lower the lightness. Yes. Or brightness. The step, lightness. The brightness. The brightness. That's step two. Once you go to Fandango, go to the movie, the time that you were that you selected. Step three. If there's still time during the previews, go into uh, order. This is the douchey part. This might be douchey. Go and order four, four or eight. Uh, seats. So when you do that, now you're going to go and pick your seats. So this also applies if you don't want people sitting next to you. Pick the seats next to you, around you, and then go to checkout. What happens is Fandango is going to reserve this for five to ten minutes and nobody else is going to be able to select these seats. <laughs> After the previews, people cannot select on that time slot anymore so therefore people are going to have to select other seats and those seats are now free to go you just purchase them for free pretty much so what i did is there were some seats by the handicap area which those seats are usually great uh there's nobody sitting around you because there's the space for the wheelchairs they also warn you if wheelchairs come you're gonna have to move which is which is fine i don't care i'll move but the question is, like, I wondered always where, though, if every other seat is taken. What do you mean? Like, when they say, okay, if you're going to choose these seats, just be warned that if someone who has a wheelchair... Yeah. Well, then it's a, where am I going to move to if well, every other seat is taken? Right. So, and, and which is fine. So, I'm going to leave that up to the theater. If all the seats are taken, then, okay, you figure this out for me now, because where am I going to sit? Unless right. there's seats in the very front, now you're fucked. No. So, that's going to suck. But this trick, it always works, babe. 
I went ahead as soon as I, I these ladies were yapping. My our asses are wet. I'm like, we gotta move seats. So I picked those seats by the wheelchair area. I selected them. I went to check out, and the next thing you know, we're good. Those are our seats now. Yeah, because so we no able to move thanks to you. No one else is gonna be able to purchase those. I think the only way they could probably purchase them if they go up to the front and do it face to face with the with a, a cashier, they could probably override it and say, okay, the movie already started, but you're running late, you're meeting your friends, here's these seats or whatever. But the chances of them selecting those seats, because even for the cashier, it's gonna show that they're being held for Fandango at the moment or something. Mm -hmm. That's so, a good life hack. It's a really good life hack, right? Also, again. Movie life hack. Yeah, if, if you don't want people sitting around you, or let's say your friend's running late, reserve those seats by going and selecting them. And you could pretty much... So much stress, though, doing it right there. But we had to because we... We had to. We had to move. And it worked out because we could hear these ladies from down there. They're kind of like laughing at setups, not even funny parts, and they're all laughing. Yeah, it's cool. They were friends. They're probably... It's their night out. You know, they're, they're living their best life, but they're just a little annoying. Yeah, live your best life, but don't let it interfere with mine. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what these ladies were doing. Yeah, they were just being a little chatty. But they did settle down, I feel. I, yeah, but I did hear them a few times. And, and they, they were like, what? You know, doing the whole, like, they were laughing at some parts that no one else was laughing and that kind of thing. But it's cool. At least we're further away from them. And and I kept my cup. So I kept my cup, and then I had to refill it with the ones we brought in, the reserves. So that was, you know, a, at least I had a cup to you know to put it in yeah so that part sucked i spilled my beer all over the place it's always embarrassing to spill at least for me as an adult as a grown man when you spill something it just feels very like uh, what what am i doing it happens it happens it happens to everybody right yes don't beat yourself up over it yeah it just it's always embarrassing like dude you're 40 years old you're 40 what are you doing just because you're whatever age doesn't mean you're not going to spill things or trip and fall or... There should be a gap in your lifetime where you shouldn't spill shit. No. When you get older, you'll start doing it again. But there should be a time where you grow up. As a kid, you're always spilling things. True, but, yeah. But, but there should be a time where it's like, okay, dude, you're in your 20s. Stop spilling shit, dude. <laughs> Grow up. Grow up. <laughs> Stop being a clumps, a clumsy person. But I'm a, a clumsy klutz. person, babe. I'm talking about like a man, like a guy, though. Oh, so I'm if you're a sexist. woman and you're clumsy, you're okay. Yeah, girls. But every if you're a man clumsy. per Freddy and you're clumsy, <laughs> get it together. A man, it's like a man. Look, there's things that a man should do, and I'm being sexist. I'm sorry, but if you're driving with your girl, and and let's say. You go to get gas. Guess who needs to fill up the gas? The man. If you let your girl fill up the gas and you just stay in the car, there's something wrong with you, dude. All right? Oh, baby. I'm not telling you. No, well, I'm not telling you to open the door for your girl every time. Don't get him used to that. that that's going over, you know. Don't go and walk around and open the door for your girl, especially if you're dating, because now she's going to expect it all the time. However, when it comes to filling up the gas tank, always, 
always do it yourself. Don't let your woman fill the gas tank. What if it's her car, though? You get up and you fill it up. You should. I don't know. I think so. That's one thing. The second thing is, as a man, you shouldn't be spilling shit. Between the ages of eighteen and fifty. You shouldn't? No, you shouldn't. Well, then you're not there yet, so you can't then. No, I've done it. I'm just saying you really shouldn't, though. Yeah, but you are you said after 50. No, I know. Oh, so in I, between that yeah, age. Yeah, between that age, you should... Oh, 18 and what? 50? 18 and 50. You shouldn't be spilling. Yes, unless there's a if disability. You're a if you're a man. That's if you the spill, If you're at a restaurant and you spill your drink with friends, that's... You should, you should really, like... And it's happened to me. I'm just saying you should, if you feel bad, if you feel like a very, like, if you feel very small at the moment and you feel like a child at the moment, you should because that's what you are at the moment. Wow. You fucking idiot. Don't be spilling shit. Anyway. That's another life hack. So that's how I felt. I felt like a child <laughs> when I spilled my beer. <laughs> Okay. Maybe it's a trauma thing. I don't know. Maybe it's something in my, like as a kid, you know, getting yelled at when you spill your milk. You know how the, the saying, don't cry over spilled milk? Yeah. Well, there, there you go. go. Don't cry over spilled milk. Don't cry over spilled beer. <laughs> or spilled beer. That's the name of the episode. Don't cry over spilled beer? Yeah. <laughs> and we did not cry. We just moved our asses to a new seats and we yeah. watched the movie, which... My beer was hot though, the reserves. Oh, because they, they were hot. Aww. They were not cold. So I got up, I got back up, and I went to the concessions and I got us some snacks. And I got those little cups they give you for free for water. And I brought ice and I put that shit in my beer. Oh, that's, that's your smart. I love ice in my beer. People don't know this. Put ice in your beer, man. You're going to hydrate at the same time. And you're beer is going to taste really good does it because it doesn't the ice melt in it and maybe yeah which is it dilutes it yeah change if, if the you, flavor a little yeah, bit yeah yeah maybe people don't like that that it changes the flavor then keep your beer cold but it well, yeah, but sometimes they can't like you in your right. case well drink hot beer then I, I don't care if my beer is diluted i prefer to drink a cold beer that's the diluted over a hot one. Yeah, you don't want to drink hot. Hot beer is the worst. Oh my god! I remember as a kid, I, I rode my bike from Reno to Sparks. I went on this little ride and I found a, a Corona uh -huh. on the side of the road. And I, I looked around. I'm like, oh my god, a, a beer! And I put it in my pocket, and I kept it for like three months. And one day I was like, I was keeping it for a special occasion. I was 15, and then finally one day I. I I opened it. I'm like, tonight's the night. I'm going to relax. My mom's not home. I'm going to drink this beer. And I didn't think of it. Like, it was still hot, right? I never put it in the freezer or the, the fridge, I mean. And I remember taking a drink from it. And it was the worst taste I've ever... Like, that could have made me not want to drink beer ever again. It was That's, terrible. You reminded me when I accidentally, during this trip... <laughs> And this was in Disney, yeah. and I did this like three times. Yeah, it happened twice. No, I think it happened three. Three? Yeah. yeah. One yeah. time we weren't there. I had my beer in a cup uh, with a straw, uh, and I remember you took a shot from the whiskey. 
and then I wanted to chase it down with what I thought was yeah. soda. Yeah, you got and the wrong no, cup. No, no, no. I, I, ew, I chased down whiskey with beer. I'm surprised you didn't spit it out, babe. I almost did one time. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was the worst. Because yeah. I don't like beer, so that shows you how much it was really bad for me to yeah. chug it down. It didn't just happen once. It happened yeah. a couple times. I know. It was crazy that... That doesn't happen a lot, and it happened three times this trip. I honestly think beer is an acquired taste. It, it is. honestly is, because I felt like, okay, maybe after a, a couple of times of me doing this and me having a nasty stain face, I'm right. like, maybe I could, if it was the only thing available. It's like IPAs. People that like beer don't necessarily like IPAs. Sammy and Tony, they all make a big deal that they used to pretend, they, they stopped pretending they like IPAs. IPAs. I love IPAs. You know, a lot of people don't like IPAs. A lot of people don't, you which know why is fine. I say that? Why? Because uh, at the LA Comedy Club where I cocktail serve, there's not a lot of people. Very, very, very few. In the whole oh, month and a half that I've worked there, I can count with one hand how many people do they have, have ordered IPAs. How, how many IPAs do they have there? They only have one. And it's the goose one. Oh, goose is good. I say, I used to say, I call it gray goose. <laughs> like, that is not gray goose. <laughs> LA Comedy. So, you're talking about LA Comedy Club, the club that has the all you can drink for $25? Oh, yeah. $25 all you can drink. Shows beers, seven nights a well week, drinks. 6 p.m., 8 p.m., and 10 p.m. Yes. Have this, 25 all you can drink. This episode has been brought to you by LA Comedy Club. And if you are a local, guess what? You don't pay 25 You pay $20 for all you can drink. So show your local IDs and you get even more savings. And you get 50% off. They really do know how to treat they the locals. They do. Like, honestly, they treat the locals there really good. I mean, just $25 all you can drink. Where in Vegas, like, we're really on the strip. Mm -hmm. Can you get a well drink? Forget, okay, just the $25 you can drink. Just put this in perspective. A well drink yeah. right there at the club costs you anywhere from $10 to $12. Yeah. Okay? That is a great price. So if, you, if you're wanting to drink at least two drinks, three... Then it's worth it. The show is an hour and 15, and if you get there a half hour earlier, because it starts right when you, uh, yeah. a half hour before the show, that is so worth it. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. You get three drinks, two drinks, and you already got your money's worth. Yeah, beers, if you do two, it's worth it. If you do at yeah. least three drinks, it's, it's, it's worth it. Oh, when I went to the bar at the movie theater, the guy carded me, right? And, which is fine, it's cool. Um, but anyway, he gives me a bracelet and then he, he tells me you can only get one drink at a time and only three for the night. Oh, wow. That's crazy, huh? Three because being night. from Vegas is, we're not used to that. Yeah. They don't give you a limit out there. Yeah. And we don't have a last call either. And then he wrote on my bracelet a little with a Sharpie, a little line. That's their system. And he has no idea that I have like three cans in my, <laughs> my girl's purse. You're like, actually, I'm doing six drinks for the night. <laughs> wink, but wink. only two with you. But only two with you. Yeah. I just need your cup. I'm about to spill this beer and trade it for a hot one. <laughs> That's one thing I don't like when people ask me at the club. Because we're supposed to take their cup if they do all you can drink. And we're supposed to refill that cup. Yeah. But a lot of people, they're like, oh, I'm not done. Yeah, Oh, yeah. 
oh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to need that cup, sir. They expect me to say, oh, it's okay. But I'm like, no, I'm just going to wait. Are you going to no, come back? I'm going to need that cup. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need that cup right there. And then yeah. oh, what they try to do, they give me another cup that maybe uh, they had from a friend. I'm like, no, I need your cup. So don't try to, you know, get away, get one away from me or get one on me because yeah. I will get you. <laughs> well, yeah, it's... They, they, I mean, I'll it's take the care system. of you. It's I, a system. I take care of my customers. That, those are the rules. That's the policy there. Abide by the rules. Abide by the rules. We got one hour and 11 minutes left. Woo, 111. Make 11. a wish. I wish uh, we I'm, get to do more podcasts like this. How about that? Oh, am I supposed to say the wish? No. Huh? No. Hey, so before we get okay. into like Skin Fest, before we get into Skin Fest, uh, recap. We already hit 45 minutes, can you believe Wow. Should we do then a separate episode for No, let's, let's go ahead. Uh, let's talk about the menu real quick, the movie, and then get into Skankfest. But um, so this movie, what'd you think of the menu? Uh, um, like overall or? Yeah, for the listeners, we went to watch a movie called The Menu. Have you ever heard of it? Look up the trailer. It's pretty much about these uh, foodies, like rich foodies that are really into fine cuisine fine cuisine cuisine like fine dining fine dining the whole chef uh world of like amazing uh, you won't believe how much it got on 90 i mean i just said it oh you, i was gonna ask you, you won't believe what it got on ron tomatoes what did it get 90 90 yeah it's like that movie pig with nicholas cage it's about these these bougie uh chefs and people are into that kind of food and they go to this place into this island or whatever to go try and eat from they're gonna go eat from this amazing chef yeah they visit this uh remote island yeah so they go to this remote remote island where this popular chef has like a lavish tasting menu and he is known to give them an experience so he gives them courses like course one two three four and every time they're 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 tasting something and he gives a story behind that course right yeah but then things turn he, he has students too a bunch of chefs that are his students and they they're, they're really good at what they do yeah and there's a twist and there's gonna be spoilers on this so if you wanna spoiler watch it alert, spoiler, spoiler alert spoiler alert if you wanna watch it probably stop listening but the movie is garbage I'm just gonna let you know <laughs> it's a shitty movie it's the it's an interesting plot because there's going to be a twist and i'm sure some of you liked it it's cool if you liked it but this is just our opinion our opinion is that this we both agreed many times we disagree and i like a movie you don't this time we both agreed it was just like i'm watching i'm like i I was waiting for the twist and and it's everything you see in the trailer so if you watch the trailer you watch the movie it's that's what sucks about trailers these days these days but it wasn't that it was like squid games meets um it's like a version of squid games i'll I'll put it that way like a flavor with rich white people yeah like a flavor of that yeah where they don't know what they're getting into and then people are gonna die in this movie i think they could have got way more creative with the writing and instead and they're, they're big just actors yeah and th- instead they're just i guess it's about exposing some of their sins everybody has a sin in this group of people and but one person what i don't understand about the movie still to this 
day was okay so the people that he has working for him they all live there they're all like aspiring chefs because he's like a really popular chef so they're there they live there they stay they study what he does and spoiler alert they all kill themselves at the end yeah they all yeah. blow oh, they all blow themselves up because of why i, I still don't understand, I don't understand that. they gave why. their lives up for this guy because this guy was obviously a troubled chef yeah. he had a troubled a relationship with his mom oh he talked about it in the movie that there was a scene or a, one of the courses that he named after was uh about his stepdad or his dad right yeah. that would beat his mom and that he had to like stop his dad and that he stopped him by putting um, an, uh, a knife or scissors into his uh, thigh and so one of the courses was a chicken thigh with the scissors in it that, that so he related his meals to kind of like that so yeah. he was really troubled he ended up killing in front of all the guests before he killed all of them and himself mm -hmm. he killed somebody i forget he was a really popular guy who like helped him during covid with his restaurant blah 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 one of his chefs right was it one no no this is he he had one of his young guys shoot himself in front of everybody. oh that was the first guy yeah one of but, his chefs just no. shot himself yeah and, i know who you're talking about yeah so that was a scene an interesting scene i'm uh, not interesting but like whoa again like, no explanation why this young chef just shot himself why did he shoot himself they had no explanation yeah he wanted to aspire to be him he's like you're never gonna be like me huh like and that's what i started noticing oh this is not something of a positive of speech that he's giving to him he's like making you feel like less of a man he's like you're never gonna be like me huh he tells the young i guess chef. that's why he shot himself then and then and then he shoots himself. He puts yeah. a gun in his mouth. It's pointless, though. It's very. It's, but why? It's they never explained it. They never explained it. I hate when movies don't explain. Well, I think this movie um, didn't left a lot of stuff out with the explanations. When I said it's Squid Games meets, and I couldn't think of it, I know what now. What? Squid Games meets Heaven's Gate. That one cult where the leader kind of looked like him. He was bald though, and they all kill themselves. They drink some poison, and they all had Nikes. They're all dressed in black. It was like a cult. They followed this guy. Yeah, and, like a cult, yeah. And, and they thought that by killing themselves, they were gonna, their souls, their minds were gonna get transplanted to the spaceship. That was, uh, a, there was a spaceship behind the comet Hale's, Hale, Haley's Bop or something like that, back in the 90s. There's a good documentary on Amazon or HBO about Heaven's Gate, where this cult, for some reason, they're all wearing Nikes mm -hmm. and black shirts, black pants. And they all ended up killing themselves too. This reminds me of that because it, it was like a cult. Wow! Yeah, everybody I can was see gonna the die. Cult vibes in this movie for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it was just a very like stupid movie, and, and what what makes it stupid is that they were trying to be very bougie, very like high class, and this and that. It's like, nah, you were very, you were very like, uh, you ripped off Squid Games and. You try to be very different, by, but you, your plot, it was just a really stupid plot. I mean, the concept of going to a, a remote island where you don't know what's going to happen, where it takes a twist, where the chef ends up being bad. and It could have been very good. I, I, I mean, it had a I, lot of potential. It could have been good. I mean, it's different. Yeah. And this is the kind of stuff that really really uh can we see something can you see on rotten tomatoes 
how about the audience? What did the audience give it? Uh, yeah, it says 84 liked. Okay. We'll Google users. Hold on, let me see. Um, because sometimes I notice, and I this one I might be proven wrong, but sometimes there's a high rating of critics, and then the audience thinks it's shitty. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, eighty percent of audience and ninety the okay. tomato meter. I don't know. I don't um, understand what this means. Where it says, while its social commentary relies on basic ingredients, the menu serves a black comedy with plenty of flavor. Ooh, black. did a critic what is, post that? It's a critic's a, consensus. I don't understand what black comedy means. Is that really like? Oh, uh, like a dark comedy. Oh, yeah, like a dark comedy is like. It's kind of like uh, a movie that there's killing and all that, but there's a little bit of humor, like dark humor. Oh my gosh, you won't know who pr- one of the producers. Who? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell is one of the producers? Yeah, I mean, amongst two other people that I don't know their names. And when but, we get home, we're going to watch Elf. I know, isn't that crazy? Yeah. But, ew, Will Ferrell, no. That was a bad job. Yeah, it, well, was, it mean, was a bad movie. For us, right? I mean, look at the what people scored it, though, right? Yeah, I mean, we just didn't like it. We just didn't like it. Uh, there is a, a few actors on here who we've liked in other movies. Yeah. Uh, her name is Anna Taylor-Joy. She's the one that, in the movie menu, is the uh, escort. So that is, a, uh, an, I guess, another... She's the only one that survives. Interesting or creative writing. She wasn't supposed to be a, a part of that. Yeah, she crew. didn't know what she was getting herself into. She was invited by this uh, rich douchey, dude. rich guy who ends up getting killed and hangs himself because he's so intrigued and in love with this chef that he wants to be him. Mm-hmm. He gives him an opportunity to show off and cook in front of people. And it goes... Bad. It's shitty. Nobody but likes his food. Nobody likes his food, and he takes it too, too. I guess. I guess hard. for people that are into that kind of world, maybe fine dining or something. It might be something interesting. It just was not our cup of tea. Yeah. The, the movie is the movie shit. Obviously, people liked it. It just we didn't like it. It's cool. I was thinking it was the hot beer I was drinking. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, she's in it, which is really good. John Leguizamo. Uh, John Leguizamo, the cook. I don't know. Uh, he's in a lot of movies. His name is Ralph Finesse. Yeah. Uh, he's been. Uh, I've seen him in a lot of movies. Oh, he's he was in the Schindler's List. Oh wow, he looked familiar. Kind of looked like Liam Neeson. Yeah, you said that. Anyway, do you want to talk about Skankfest? Since we just we're about to hit yes. an hour. Okay, so Skankfest finally has been Skankfest over a Vegas. month. Oh my gosh! So Skankfest Vegas happened. We survived it. Freddie performed in it. Got to perform twice in Theater 11. 11. They held it in this place that... Uh, that's funny. We're talking about theaters. This used to be a movie theater up in uh, in uh, this area called Neonopolis in Las Vegas. Downtown Las Vegas on Fremont. And they have multiple theaters. Multiple theaters. It was abandoned. Yeah. And now they... They used it for for this, this venue yeah. for this. There's only one that they use. It's called Notoriety, but they open up the rest of the rooms to uh, service Gangfest. So some of the rooms, some of the venues where people were performing, were movie theaters, like auditorium seating type of thing, and that was pretty cool to be part of it, especially because it's in the city we live in. 
So that was what uh, thing I wanted to ask you was this was the first festival of Skankfest where where we were staying was almost actually like walking distance to the venue. Yeah. All other venues we've had to take transportation yeah to the venue. So it was almost for me like Coachella where we had a tent and we were only walking distance from the oh yeah, fun, the fun, the entertainment. We could go back to the tent. We can go back to the tent, get drinks, drinks. We could rest. Everything was on our own schedule versus right. being away from it and navigating around that. Yeah. How did you like that this time around? I think that aspect was the whole part of uh, being so close to it. With the, we stayed at the downtown Grand, and it was about a block away, and so convenient and I, I think part of the reason I think is the best gang fest yet is because of that I, I a lot of people talked about how close it was to their hotel whether they stayed in a shitty hotel or in a nicer hotel you could stay at Golden Nugget at the D at the Circa and they're all walking distance so I, I, I think that aspect was pretty cool just like you said the whole going back to your campsite and regrouping, doing whatever you got to do, and then go back to the venue. Yeah, I, I really uh, enjoyed that aspect as well because it was just so convenient just to be so close, get ready, and then just walk there. Food. We got tired, we got back, the food, yes, everything was just right. Another thing there. is that there's so much food around there. There was White Castle, Danny's. And those are the basic ones, right? But then you have the v taste of Vegas, like stuff that you don't find anywhere else, like Dirt Dog. I mean, Dirt Dog's from California, but it's something that people won't experience in their city. Yes. If they're from Pennsylvania or East Coast, Texas. Dirt Dog is like a place where they make these really good hot dogs, all like different styles, you know, Mexican style. And uh, there was some Mexican restaurants around there. Yeah, that, that was Chinese awesome. restaurants. Yeah. So you could actually try a taste of Vegas in that whole area. So much food around there. It was pretty cool. So much food. And there was like no place where, like all the places around were pretty good uh, to eat. So yeah. convenience, the food, being so close to the venue. That was awesome. They just announced that next year's game fest the dates the locations have already been secured so i'm wondering is it going to be in the same spot in vegas yeah. people liked it in vegas will it be back in vegas who knows but i got a feeling and i might be wrong but i think it might be back in vegas because lewis said that they really like the venue rebecca there's a lot of people that talked about the spot except they're going to learn from certain things they could have done better which is always the what you learn in a venue. Right. There's going to be some things that you're going to figure out. And one of the things, wh wherever it's going to be, Lewis said they're going to try to develop something like an app where kind of like the Genie. Yeah. Where you could kind of pretty much reserve what show you want to be in. So you could have a QR code or, and then you could just walk into the room. So then people don't have to make these long ass lines before a show. I like that idea. That is a great idea and I think another thing that they could benefit is make the stages higher yes because there's some rooms that were standing room only and 
you cannot see what's happening. You couldn't see. Unless you had a big old Megatron or something and a TV, a giant screen t showing you what's happening on stage because all you see is a bunch of heads. You don't see what's going on on stage, like in the big room where the concessions would be in the movie theater. That was the big room, right? And that's where Legion of Skanks was held, Kill Tony, and it was standing room only, but you can't see anything. Yeah, it's I It's a beautiful room, just that raise That part they need to improve on. Yeah, so that looking, and, and the notoriety room, too. I'm looking at our photos from Skankfest. Yeah. And not that we have to go in order, um, but just some highlight photos that I'm seeing here. Uh, we, get, we got to see uh, Amazing Shannon. Yeah, uh, the Shannon first Lee. Day. Uh, Shannon Lee from The Thing Is. Ding. Ding. Yeah, so we got to see her the first day. She was always busy working every single day. Uh, the first night that we saw her there was the pre the pregame, and she was uh, checking people in there in a little booth. Uh, I took this picture with her with Cutie. And oh yeah, the pre-party, huh? The pre-party. Yeah, uh, she's wearing an Ari Shafir shirt in this photo, which I want. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was great to see Shannon. We got to uh, you actually interviewed her too. Yeah, little, I did a little on one minute or two podcast. minute interview. Yeah. She gave you your goodie bag, so thank you, Shannon, for. Oh yeah, the goodie bag was cool. For that, yeah, we have to. I don't think you've opened that goodie bag since. I haven't gone through it as much. They always give you a goodie bag, a nice little swag bag, and uh, this time I I did open. They gave me a yearbook. Oh, yeah, that yearbook is awesome. The yearbook was pretty cool. Uh, like, fans could buy this book and go around getting autographs from every comic they would run into. I heard that it was not the first year they did that. That They yeah. did a yearbook Apparently, last they've year. done it before. Yeah. I didn't see it at Houston. I didn't really, maybe, didn't pay attention. But, um, I mean, I wasn't part of the lineup last year, so I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this year, I was in the book. It was pretty cool. Every comic that was, they put their headshot their name it was really awesome it's a great memory to have and towards the end of the book it tells you kind of like a high school book who's more likely to do this who's more likely to do that and it has different pictures of like Ari or all the bigger comics and it, it was pretty nice and inside of the goodie bag you get a t-shirt you get a nice lighter from uh with the from with the Skankfest logo yeah bottle opener they gave us two fifty dollar chips oh yeah you still have those huh yeah <laughs> yeah and uh we also bought some shirts or did you buy some swag i know i bought swag when we yeah. went to meet uh we met lewis's sister oh yeah and she was uh actually working in uh the swag or the merch table yeah did you buy anything or that, did I, I just buy my I, shirt i bought a shirt you bought a shirt i did too and i bought a hat which oh, i've been the wearing hat. Yes, this yes, yes. weekend yeah, like so that was hat. pretty cool. Yeah, there was great merch too. That was awesome. That was cool to meet Lewis's sister that day because I. Uh, she oh, was hella Shannon cool. Shannon happened to be the one who told us. Yeah. I don't know. It was after we got your goodie bag. Yeah. That Lewis J Gomez's sister was actually working at the merch table. And then we saw her, and she's like, oh, "I don't want to be here. I just want to be drinking." <laughs> she's like, "I didn't know that this was gonna be all included when I signed up to help." Like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, fun. "I'm stuck here." I'm stuck here. She was so funny. Yeah, she was awesome. Uh, Cutie was a really popular a highlight of oh, yeah. Skankfest. Christine I, loved Cutie. Oh my gosh. She was loved it, it by was everyone and Christine was so awesome just it, it loving her. It was her anxiety, anxiety dog, she said, like her petting dog. 
because she just had she has a new puppy, her and Big J, and she she said that Cutie was like uh, helping her get through it. Yeah. So for listeners who know or may not know, they have to leave their puppy in New York. Yeah. So Big J Okerson and Louis J Gomez and Dave Smith are the three guys who started uh, Legion of Skanks, and now they have this festival, Skank Fest, and Christine is. Big J's fiance. Fiance, and she loves Cutie. We brought her to Skankfest. We promised Cutie because we didn't bring her for Skankfest Houston. That we I know will. we're we're leaving her in the Aww. Airbnb. We should have just. I know. Now knowing that we did this. Then again, we didn't have the sling. We didn't, didn't have the. Sling. I didn't give you the sling until Christmas. After yeah. yes, so Cutie was a a popular was popular amongst everyone there. Everybody was petting her, and yeah, she she had a blast. She liked the attention. She liked the attention. Yeah. Um, out of all of the interviews, the mini ones that you did, babe. I mean, you did Joe List, Robert Kelly, Big J, Big J Okerson. Um, yeah, my buddy Colin, uh, he recommended that I should do some, you know, man on the street kind of interviews. And, uh, and it was a great idea because I had a little microphone, remote microphone. And I said, all right, we're going to do it, I think, Sunday, right? We did it Sunday. Yes. And I went around asking people, like, 30-second interviews. What did they like about Skate Fest? And promoting something they had, whether it's a special or the podcast. And what were you saying? Out of all the interviews, what? Like, yeah, which out of all the interviews, which one was, like, the most hardest to approach? The hardest to approach? Yeah, like, like you were scared to ask. I would say Ari Shafir. Really? Yeah. And that's why I didn't approach him. <laughs> oh, so you could have? I mean, I could have approached him, yeah, but I, I don't want to bug him. I don't yeah, know. But that's what they're there for. They, they, they expect for people to go up to them. I just thought you didn't have the opportunity yeah, to. Yeah, I guess. No, I, there was a few times where I saw him pass by. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. But it's cool, though. Um, but you got some great, great clips from our great interview, should I, I say? I thought you were going to ask me which one was one of my favorites. I okay, think which, let's do that. Which one of my favorites favorite? was Robert Kelly because, you know, he was on his way to do something. I don't know what it was. And I asked him for 30 seconds, and I kept my word. And he was so cool. Like, he's, even in the interview, he said, you know, Skankfest, these guys are, like, the most aggressive fans and this and that. But they're great. He's like... When people come up to me and want to take a picture, I'm like, yes, of course, whatever you want, I'll do it for you. See, you know, because that's how Ari would have been for you. Probably, yeah. And but I've talked to Ari before, and he's great. He's a great dude. Just that I just didn't approach him. It was yes. just me getting into my own head. But anyway, Robert Kelly was one of my favorites. I really liked that, and I, I, prom- I got to promote, which I'm gonna make it into a, one of those shorts. Yeah. And in Instagram reels, we're promoting his new special called Killbox. On LewisCK.com. It's only, uh, shit, I think $10, I want to say. But it's a great special. Very funny. and Go support. Yeah, and it, it's just great. I, I love Bobby Kelly. He's one of my favorites. So that was definitely one of my highlights. And I kept my composure. Of course, I loved interviewing Joe List, but I was all over the place. I was, like, fanning out. No, I think you did great. And he, Thank you. And he also... He was cool. He, he was, was great. So awesome. No, he was great. Joe Liz was great. And at one point, somebody crossed in front of our camera. He even called it. I was like, okay, that was weird. Like, he was really cool too. Uh, I got to interview uh, Louis J. Gomez. That was awesome. He was <laughs> playful. He's like, 
he was making fun of our friends. Well, he was making fun of more you. Because <laughs> I sent Sam to go ask because him. Because <laughs> he's like, why did you send your, your, loser your loser friends to ask me to be on your podcast? It's like, they wanted 30 seconds. If, if, if it was for you, I would have given you five. Now I'm only giving you... Oh, he said, I would have given you five minutes. Now I'm only giving you 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. It was awesome to interview him. And, and I, I got to do a little clips with fans of the podcast or of the festival. Of Fingers, yeah. So not just with comics. And that was pretty cool. There's still several. Uh, there's a lot of people I, I haven't released yet. And I'm going to put them out. But that one couple, Wolf Story. His yes. last name was Wolf and her last name is Story. Mm-hmm. They were oh, really yes, cool. Uh-huh. They were really cool. It was their first gang fest. They told a nice story of, or they, they talked about uh, uh, how, what they do in their city where they're from and what podcast they like. That was, that was pretty cool, I think. And you also got to interview Jeremiah Watkins in this. Oh my God, of studio course. that Skankfest put together with not just a room, yeah. but with cameras, the microphones. That was amazing. With a producer, their own producer. Yeah, Natalie. Shout out to Natalie. Shout out to Natalie. And that's where I reconnected with my, my new homie. I, I don't think we were homies. Well, we weren't homies before, but I knew him from Skankfest South, Colin. And he didn't remember me, but I remembered him. And, uh, it was cool because we got to connect. We got to hang out with Colin throughout the weekend. He was helping Natalie in the gas digital recording booth. Can I just say something so interesting to me? Uh, how like how all it aligns, how it, p- things connect, puzzles. Like you find the puzzle. Mm-hmm. You had this experience with Colin. He doesn't remember you, but you remember him, right? You, like you, he had left you some sort of impression. Like he, you did something. He did something for you. you right. Use the bathroom, whatever. Okay. I was gonna piss myself, and he let me. He let me get out of the roast battle, the naked roast battle, which they weren't allowing people back in. And he said, "Just drop my name. They'll let you back in." And they let me back in because I mentioned Colin. Yes. So fast forward. Now we're in Skankfest Vegas. We're in this room. We didn't know he was going to be in the room. We didn't no. know he was assigned to help no. Natalie because Natalie had his help and another guy's help. Mm-hmm. And Natalie wasn't in the room at the moment. He was the one in there. I'm like, oh, I got a reservation to record. And did uh, you notice him right away there? Not right away. I, I like he's, he introduced himself and then uh, we're just talking. Show me where we're going to record. He said he's like, Natalie will be here soon. I'm, I just texted that you're here already. Mm-hmm. And we're just talking. We're chatting. And then I realized I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, this is actually before the podcast started. I went up to scope up, scope out the area. Oh, by myself. Yeah, right. I remember you went to go. And check he out. was by himself too because Natalie wasn't in there at the moment. So that wasn't until later he texted her. But as we're talking, I'm like, "Hey, you've been to you were escaping for South, right?" It, it, like as we're talking, it, it hit me. I'm oh, like, "I hate you." I remember you. And I told him, you, yeah, and he, he doesn't remember the situation because obviously he's dealing with a bunch of hundreds of people. Interactions, yeah. Yeah. You know, there was a thousand people in Skankfest South. There was over 2,000 in Skankfest Vegas. So, yeah, my interaction was nothing. You know, it was just a little blimp, a little bleep uh, of his world. But I remembered him and it was cool because we got to connect and he's such a great dude. But that, that's what I'm telling you. That's so crazy. Okay, so that happened. Bathroom save story from another festival. You see him again, not knowing you're going to run into him. Yeah. So it's it, uh, that's what, what I'm What are the odds that out of all yeah. the places 
he was volunteering they put him to work with Natalie exactly at that time at your podcast because maybe he could have been volunteering some somewhere else in another room and a break exactly Mm -hmm. okay so not just that so during the podcast when you finally record you bring up the story of Colin how you met yeah and then you actually ask him to jump on yeah and Colin could have said like me the shy person I instantly I would have said uh, no I don't know any of your friends <laughs> like yeah yeah just just me because I how was I when you asked me to be on the podcast with you with Sammy and Jeremiah well first you were down because you thought it was just you me and Sammy right but then Jeremiah but when I mentioned Jeremiah you didn't want to be you're like no I don't know what to say I'm like who cares just jump in well my this is the example I'm trying to link is I didn't have an opportunity to hang out with Jeremiah or even have a conversation with him. And you're very shy. That's why so for me anti-social jump, butterfly. You're an yeah. introvert. So for me to jump into a conversation on a podcast in front of... And this is the other ticker, guys. I am shy. But add this into the factor. If you're a shy person, you will understand. I'm in front of people, the producer, Natalie... She's watching us the whole dang time of the podcast. I thought they were just going to set up, call in her, the other guy that was helpful, and leave. And we were going to be in our room, which still added to my anxiety. No, she has to do the switching, the camera. No, I know, but monitoring the this audio. is me like, oh my God, like she's going to be here. Now another person in the room that I don't know that I'm not comfortable with, basically. So that, that was as a shy person. Again, only my shy people are going to get it. Not that you weren't comfortable. You didn't know you were going to be comfortable. In your head, you're telling yourself, I'm not going to be comfortable. Well, true. True, because usually I'm not comfortable unless I've had a conversation with you or we've, you know, at least exchanged a few words for me to be comfortable now to be in a room with you and especially being recorded. Can you okay. hear me chewing? I was I chewing some Cheetos. Cheetos. I don't I don't think so. Oh, good. Um, so, yeah, I was a, a little, no, I don't want to do it. But as you guys know, I did it. It's mm-hmm. out there. And we did the episode. And what you were saying, too, about Colin, he could have said no. And he was a natural. He just jumped in and did it. Just like you. You're a natural, too. Just that you were overthinking it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just a little overthinking it. But you're great. You're awesome on podcasts. You're a great podcaster. Oh, thank you, babe. But I get it. It's the nerves. is getting to you. The anxiety the fear of the unknown well because i haven't again i haven't had a conversation with jeremiah he doesn't know my personality he doesn't know how i joke so it, that's what I, podcasting is all about though you get to know somebody and you bond with them ugh, okay well long story short i was that was me going into the podcast and so that's why i commended colin because him not Knowing, knowing us, yeah. me and Sammy, just mm-hmm. even a little bit of you, he's like, yeah. yeah, sure, let me just jump in. So I, I that I like, I'm like, wow, that's really, it's, it's that's a, cool of him. It's amazing the connections that have come out of Skankfest. The people that we get to know because everybody is like like minded. There's no fights. Everybody's cool. The girls are cool. Uh, there's more girls going to Skankfest now, which is awesome because. Most of the time, it was just the girls coming with their boyfriends. There's no fights. There's The guys are cool. They're not, like, being all tough, trying to one-up each other. Everybody's just really cool. For the most part, right? From For what the most seen. part, yes. Everyone's uh, Of course, there's going to cool. be, maybe in the future, who knows, altercation or something. But, like, everyone's, even the guy I snitched on, this dude that was 
getting a little too handsy, a little too drunk with some dude. Like, he was pushing some guys around, and he was just being playful, but that kind of, like, buff jock guy energy. Yeah. Where I went to, I told somebody, I'm like, this guy's a little, he's had too much to drink. And they went, and they saw that he just, he was just out of it. He just, and he was really nice. He's like, okay, I'll go home. I'm going to get some rest. Yeah. And he was cool. And like, it, it could have been, if it would have been, like, a rock concert or some other place, or... It would have been like, no, fuck you. Who the fuck you think? Yeah, and the, you know, everybody. What I'm trying to say is, everybody's in the same like-minded attitude. Everyone's very positive. There's no fights. And some great connections came out of this. Like Colin, for example. Uh, Colin, one time you and me were somewhere else watching a show, and then Colin ran into Christian Tito and Sammy. And he took him upstairs to the podcasting booth. And then they told me to go over there. You and me went up there. And we were just having a blast. Remember that? That was fun. That was a highlight, too. We are in the podcast room where we had just recorded a day before with Jeremiah Watkins. And now we're just having an unrecorded podcast. Just us sitting on the same table, just chatting it up, having some drinks, and just laughing hard, hysterically. At one point, Christine walks in. Because she's like, where's this noise coming from? She walks in and she's like, oh, okay, it's you guys. She saw me. She saw Colin. And and she's like, oh, you guys are having... It sounds like you guys are having a good time. <laughs> and she just closed the door. And, and and then outside, when we walked out of that room, there was Bobby Hutch, one of the main producers from Legion of Gangs. He could have told us to shut up, keep it down. or No, he, he was just enjoying himself. He had his headphones. He's doing his thing. He let us enjoy ourselves. He could have been a dick. Yeah. That's one of my highlights, too. I think that part was pretty cool. But the cool thing, I think, I've met great people like this dude from uh, Arizona named Ben. We connected. Uh, He has a podcast. I've given him a shout-out. He has a really funny uh, episode where he talks about his Skankfest recap. Reluctant Exchange on YouTube. There you go. And Colin, my buddy Colin, we've become pretty good friends. Him, Sammy, and myself have been chatting, talking about the podcast, plans for the future. He's been providing new ideas of new guests to invite. And he, he's been helping a lot. And all this because of Skankfest. All because of Skankfest. Mm-hmm. Well, Rebecca Trent, Christine Evans, and Luz J. Gomez are doing and have done. It's something very beautiful that is great to be able to experience it in our lifetimes, I think. It's it's amazing. I love the, the concept of Skankfest, of comedy, podcasts, music, fights even. Like you yeah, planned fights. Yeah, planned they, fights. they have a ring. Oh, we're in Nevada now. We're in Nevada. We have officially made it to Nevada. The map said, welcome to Nevada. Bye-bye, California. This is prim Nevada. This is where you got the people that think they're going to Vegas. Sometimes they stop here and they think it's Vegas. <laughs> they have Buffalo Bills. Oh, Buffalo Bills doesn't look like it's open, huh? No, it looks like Probably it's never, closed down. never open after the pandemic. So let me ask you this, because this year you were an artist. You got the artist pass. You got into Skankfest to perform. You performed twice at Skankfest. Do you think that factored into this being one of your favorite? Because you've been an artist before. Yeah. I think, well, here's the thing. I came into this thinking 
my mentality was different than other skank fists in the past. Other skank fists in the past, I have gone in just to have a good time, experience it, and party. This time around, I wanted to network, and I told you this before, and I wanted to make more connections as opposed to just partying and enjoying it. And I did enjoy it a lot, but I was very, I would say, conscious of making sure I made these connections with certain people. You had a goal. Yeah. Other than just have fun, which is another goal too, but you you went with a a purpose, an intention. Um, I would say more of a professional, right, Um, idea. So being part of it, being able to perform was awesome. But let's say Houston, I didn't get to perform in Houston, but I could have, I could have made that a priority and instead I was just fucking around, which is cool. I had a blast, I had a good time. I, I don't regret anything, but moving forward in other skankfests, I'm always gonna keep this mentality of, it's a business at the same time. I gotta think of my podcast, I gotta think of my comedy, and I also gotta think about, okay, next Skankfest, if I'm part of the lineup again, I wanna have new polished material. You don't wanna go back and just do the same old shit, so that's another thing. Next time around, I wanna have a more established podcast. You know, now that I'm back doing video, yes. it's awesome, but I wanna have a, a, a established podcast where people will be like, oh, I listen to your podcast, that kind of thing, because of the thing that we're going to be doing in the future of having different kind of guests, and then I could be on their podcast, we're going to cross-promote, and the podcast is going to grow, so it's yes. it's it's going to be something that is really going to start growing, it's just a matter of putting in the effort and the work. Yes, always. Did I answer the question? Yes. You said, why was it my favorite? I no, think. I, not why, but I, the question more was, do you think that because you're an artist, it makes it more fun or like a, a better experience oh. uh, than other Skanefests where you're not? Well, let me tell you, to to um, add to that right there about being part of the lineup, it is pretty cool because you get the artist badge, which allows you, it's like you have a... Like a superpower, I said before, jokingly. Because you have access, you have special access to the green rooms, you have special access to any room. Any um, room, like any of the performing rooms. You don't ne- you don't have, you don't have to, to yeah, wait in line. You don't have to wait in line and, and I was able to have a guest and you, you had a special bracelet. Even though I would wait in line because we had friends. Right, we have a group of friends, our crew, Stacy, Sam, Tito. Um, we were also able to go into green rooms. They had two different green rooms. We had special access to different things, especially on the pre-party at, that it was a different location at the Billard's place. We were able to go upstairs and get some drinks up there and, and they treat you really good. So yeah, it's, I think it's way different when you're an artist because you have that access to the backstage, you know? behind the scenes type of thing like I, I got to say what's up to TJ Miller who I, I saw Dave Attell in the background Dave Attell. oh and Annie Letterman was in one room oh, yeah. chilling with her friends on a table just chatting yeah Alex Raymundo there were so many people that you cross paths with and you could run into them in the regular 
walkways with the fans and all, which is cool. But when you're in the back, they see your badge. They're like, oh, okay, this is an artist too. It's pretty cool. It's it's a great feeling. So yeah, that makes it even better. Hell yeah. The one in Texas, it was great. I wish I would have been part of the lineup, but I didn't really get to experience that behind the scenes type of thing. Other than when I went, Brent Ernst and myself, Brent Ernst told me, follow me, let's go get some drinks. And we went to the green room a couple times, but I was with him. So no one's going to say shit. That's Brent Ernst. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, from Cobra Kai, Netflix. So that part is really cool. But yeah, being, being an artist is really cool. Like in New York, I had the pass. That was awesome. And it makes a huge difference, I would say, for sure. And this game fest was different because you had a lot of locals or people you knew yeah. because this was your city yeah. that were going to be performing to or that got into the lineup.